and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the podcast where a band of merry, friendly, chumble, plumble pops uh, have a few drinks and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Mike, I'm drinking the last of a bottle of Penderin Single Malt, which is absolutely divine. And locked in with me today, we have... It's Alid, and I'm drinking a glass of Rosemount Estate Shiraz. Ooh. And I'm Ben Levy-Griffith, and I'm re- reading, I'm drinking... A bottle of Orn, which is a uh, lovely Welsh beer. Very, very sort of drinkable. Would be good with some pickles. Sorry, what? Beer and pickles. Mm. And, and like a good strong cheese. I'm, I'm, I'm the odd one here, obviously, aren't I? For not combining beer, pickles and cheese. I don't eat pickles, so... Um, cheese, though, yes. All the way. I'm more of a pickle man than I am a cheese man. I'm more of a beer man than I am a pickle and cheese man. I like all three. Together. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're the best of us, Ben. <laughs> This is top-notch banter we've already crafted. If anything, we should stop recording and just publish this. Yeah, we're done. This is it's fine. This is it. This is the episode. Tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> Our food triangle of cheese, pickles, and wine. Um, beer. <clears throat> cheese comes in triangles. Beer <laughs> <Dairy laughs> really comes in triangles. <laughs> So, how does it work? Each week we'll get locked into one of the Infinite Escape Room's many themed escape rooms. We'll need to solve a series of puzzles in order to escape. Puzzles that each of us have secretly crafted just for the occasion. If we get stuck, we can beg for a clue, but that'll add a minute onto our time, and if we don't escape within the hour, then terrible things befall us. Okay boys, are we ready? I think so, yeah. Excellent, let's enter the Infinite Escape Room. This week, we step through to find ourselves in a regal high-vaunted, opulent space. Flowing curtains, red carpets, and southern-fried crispy swan surrounds us in every direction. We must be in Highgrove House, residence of the not-quite-monarch Prince Charles and his girlfriend Sandra. We best escape before the shadowy forces of the Royal Legion find us trespassing on Crown Land and have us thrown in the moat. In front of us, we have the Prince's study, the wine cellar, and the other one? The, the drawing room. <laughs> and the drawing room. <laughs> so hang on, to be clear, is that the other one and the drawing room, or are they both the same? Because if I, the other one sounds really good. <laughs> you walk into a room and there's the key. You've solved my puzzle. <laughs> it's the other key, not the key, the other one. Sweet, uh, we're having four pumps to padlocks then. Okay, that works. The massive oaken castle door is shut behind us with four whimsical padlocks, which we've already got one of the keys for. The other key. Let's escape! Yeah! Okay, what do we fancy first? I mean, if we go to the wine cellar, maybe we could get drunk along with us actually being drunk. That isn't a capital idea. That might make the other two puzzles rather more difficult. (laughs) Right, this is my puzzle. You wander down the stairs to the wine cellar, upon which you find a door. Every cellar has a door. So you open the door, and... You step inside to find that the room is in total darkness. The door slams shut behind you, and you hear a lock turn in the door. The door is locked. There's not much you can do about that. You try the door, it is most definitely locked. The room is in total darkness, with the exception of a little light to the left-hand side, which looks like you could fit a fingerprint on it. What would you like to do? Ben? Um, I think you ought to finger that light, Mike. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to finger the light. You finger the light. Unfortunately, as you are not royalty, your fingerprint is not recognised. As a result, the room is lit with a dark red light, and a klaxon sounds, and a voice booms over a PA system that you didn't know was there. Unauthorised intruder. 
You have ten minutes to escape this room before Death Raptor is released. <laughs> Upon which, above the fingerprint scanner, you see a timer turn, and it's got ten minutes, and it starts counting down. Okay, what else is in the room? I say the benefit of having a l- dark red light illuminating the room is that you can actually see hey. somewhat into the room. So directly in front of you are three doors, and to the right of you is a table with four whimsical bottles. Ooh. Can we take a look at the four whimsical bottles, please? You can. You wander over to the table. The four bottles are lying down flat on the table, but interestingly, they seem to have grooves in the table set out for them, and each bottle is differently shaped. What? Uh, just before we kind of touch anything, um, how are they laying on the table? Obviously, they're they're flat, but are they sort of with the um, necks pointed towards the wall, or are they in different orientations? The necks are all pointed towards the wall. Okay. Bottoms towards you. As if they were presented to us so we could read the labels on each of them. Absolutely. Could we read the labels on each of them? (laughs) Ah. Interestingly, there aren't labels on these. And Uh, all four have different colour liquids inside them. Okay, what are the the four colours? Blue, yellow, red and green. Okay, uh, what shape are each of these um, bottles? So, the far left one is rectangular. The second one is circular. The third one is your normal bottle of wine-looking bottle. And the fourth one is a fair bit shorter and a fair bit smaller. It's very reminiscent of those really cheap, nasty bottles of wine you get in a minibar. Oh, like the little, like, wine for one person. Yeah, well, wine for, like, half a person. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Are we able to open the bottles at all? You can. Which one would you like to open? Uh, I'd quite like to open um, the first one, please. The I think it was blue rectangular bottle. Sure, the blue one. So you open it, you peer inside it, and you can see at the bottom of the bottle there's something written, but you can't quite see it because the liquid inside distorts it. feel that we should pour the liquid out, but part of me wants to drink the liquid. Which one of you wants to drink it? Go on, then. I'll Yay! drink it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ben... You neck the entire first bottle because drinking it slowly is not an option with the timer ticking. Um, You finish the bottle. It is most certainly alcohol. And at the bottom of the bottle, you can now read the message. And it says the number one. Okay. Can we repeat the process, please, with the yellow circular bottle? Sure. Um, Who wants to drink the second bottle? I mean... (laughs) I mean, do we have to drink it? Can we not just pour it into the corner? You can't. Oh, you no. can't pour it away. No. 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 We we can we can put this into the into the the, the blue one. Oh, that's that's really clever, Ben. I tell you, can I just take a little sip and can you tell me what it tastes like? I'm afraid not. No, you've got to drink the entire bottle or not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, look at where we are, guys. Come on, right one each. Come on, time okay, taken. Fair enough. Okay, yeah. Um, I'll I'll have the the yellow bottle then, please. There we are. Mike, you drink the second bottle. <coughs> what did it it's, taste of? It's 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 taste of tequila. Awesome. And at the bottom of this bottle, you can see the note reads the number two. Okay. I get the feeling I know what red and green are going to be. <laughs> and Alad is a bugger right, for a okay. distractor. So jumping ahead, because we, we once we've kind of got a got a pattern, we like to confirm it. Uh, I'm going to jump ahead to the green smaller bottle, please, and I'd like to drink that. That's fine, Ben. You drink the fourth bottle. And at the bottom of the bottle, there is no number. Oh. There is a four-letter word. Oh. And it says door. Just to confirm that there's nothing tricky, that is D-O-O-R. That is D-O-O-R. Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> I just checked my spelling. How sad is that? So, oh, make sure I spelled door right. Good gracious me. It would be one of us that spelt door D-O-R-E or something like that and mean something completely different. Uh, okay. Oh, shit, we're five minutes down. Um, okay, well, I suppose uh, I'd better do the red bottle then, please, Alad. Uh, red and long and bottle shaped, which presumably be sure. red wine. You neck the third bottle. Alcohol again. And at the bottom, it says the number three. One, two, three, door. I suppose now's probably the time to take a look at those um, those doors. Other doors. <laughs> <laughs> Which one would you like to look at? Guess uh, door, door number one, please. Door number one is labelled. It's actually a glass door, and you can see inside it that wall to ceiling, it is full of wine. And the label says rosé. Could we have a look at door number two, please? You can. Door number two, also glass door. Wall to ceiling, labelled white. So uh, is that uh, wall to ceiling wine again, yeah? We are seeing wine. Okay. And the final third door, please. The final third door, again, glass. But this time it's etched with nice grapes. And it's labelled red, and you can see it is full floor to ceiling with red wine. Can we can we try and open door number three, please? Uh, the, the red wine door. You can. It does not move. Hmm. So it's etched with grapes. Were there any etchings on the other doors? No, there weren't. Is there anything else to be seen in the room at all? Nope, nothing at all. Apart from the door you came in through. Ah, can we take a closer look at that door we came in through, please? So you're looking at the door, you obviously try to open it, but upon closer inspection, you notice that to the left of the door, there appears to be a little blowhole. Oh my god, it's a breathalyzer. Because <laughs> we've got smashed. It's a breathalyzer. <laughs> um, well, yeah, can I can I take a hearty puff into the, uh, into the blowhole, please? You can. Mike, you blow into the breathalyzer blowhole. A little red light illuminates above it. Nothing happens. Huh. Benjo? I I would I, I can give it a go as well. Um give it a wipe first to be honest. Yeah, get my hanky out and give it give it a bit of a wipe. There we are. <laughs> ben, you blow into the blowhole. A red light turns on. Nothing happens. Hmm. Do you think we're not drunk enough? Oh. You said it was a little a little blowhole. I did. Are we able to stick the short bottle into it? You can. Bottle you number stick four. the short bottle into it and nothing happens. Damn. It said door. I figured it might be like a secret key or something. So I'm wondering if the if the the shapes of the bottles are at all important. They aren't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay um, so what have we got? We've got four. We've got three numbers. One, two, three, which is blue, yellow, red. Um, green is the door. I mean, we can't get into these. Can we try getting into door one, please? Are we able, are we sure. able to get into door one? You can open door one. It opens. You are faced with a wall of rosé wine. Um, okay, is there anything to be uh, anything outstanding apart from the bottles of rosé? There is nothing outstanding whatsoever. Do we just? Shall I just have another two bottles, Ben, to see if that passes the breathalyzer test? Assuming it's a breathalyzer. Well, it has said it's bre- breathalyzer. Ah, okay. In which case, yes. Um, two two more bottles for me, please. There we are, Mike. You drink two more bottles of wine. You are now absolutely gazeboed. Fabulous. Uh, can I take another rather staggering, slightly vomity puff into that machine, please? Uh, removing the little bottle first. <laughs> you remove the small bottle and replace it with your mouth. You breathe into the breath into the blowhole. The light turns green. Hooray. And below the below the breathalyzer, a hatch appears. And out drops the drunkie. <laughs> you have solved the puzzle. I like that one. That was very good. <laughs> There we are. Um, having solved the puzzle, you crawl back to the foyer, very much inebriated. Fabulous. To celebrate, I'm actually going to top up my whiskey with the remainder of the bottle. I like that we don't know how far gone the bottle already is. This could be anything from a dribble to half of it. <laughs> well, this is this is um, 
that most glorious thing. This is free Pandaren because this is a bottle I thought I'd finished six months ago. How do you not finish a bottle? I don't understand. I uh, yeah, many bottles on the go at once. <laughs> no, I'm I'm with you there. Having um, umpteen bottles of uh, of rum on the go, you never finish one because your mood fancy t- the fancy takes you for something else. Yeah. <laughs> so left to us, we have um, the drawing room and Prince Charles's study. What do you fancy, boys? Alad? Uh, can we do the study, possibly? Yep, sure thing. So, this one's my puzzle. You walk up the stairs, because studies are always on the second floor, and step through the door with Prince Charles's study uh, written across it in those little, um, I guess the kind of the little coloured toy blocks things that you put on a children's bedroom door. And you step inside, and the door clicks shut behind you, not in an ominous way, but more in a kind of a door-clicking-shut sort of way. And in front of you is Prince Charles's private study. It's Considering the austerity of the um, the rest of the house, it's very um, what is the word when it's not? Well, no, austere is the word, isn't it? When it's mm. not going on. Oh, so it's quite an austere room. Sort of gentle oak paneling on the walls, a nice plush carpet, and in the centre of the room is Prince Charles's desk, a wonderful beech and pine, American red balsa wood, whatever a really good wood is, desk behind which is a small throne on little desk chair wheelers. <laughs> what would you like to do? Can, can we see the chair, the throne chair? You certainly can. It's a, uh, to all intents and purposes, a throne, except that it's got the little kind of office chair uh, wheelie wobblers attached to the bottom. The change between the two is quite stark and uncomfortable. Could we have a look at the desk, please? Uh, specifically on the desk. Uh, sure. So the desk is a sort of a big, grand wooden affair, panelled, um, sort of halfway between a bureau and a big old-fashioned writing desk. On top of it, you have a chess set, a very posh chess set, a small flag, the prince's golden nail clippers, and what else was there? No, that's what you've got. <laughs> those, those are the things. So you have um, the golden nail clippers, the ornate chess set, and the small flag is the chess set set up for anything like is it or is it set up with pieces so it's it's one of those nice carved wooden ones and it is set up in that two of the pieces are currently in place in the top left hand corner is the queen and diagonally opposite it by one place is a pawn and the pawn appears to have been modified slightly how has it been modified a small paper crown covered in with yellow felt tip has been placed (laughs) atop it (laughs) So the pawn's in checkmate then, considering it's been altered to be a king. I wouldn't say so much a king. I mean, if you take a close look at the crown, you'll see that it says P in the middle. King pawn. Yeah, that's probably it. That's Yeah, let's let's go with that. Let's go with king <laughs> I mean, pawn. I, I like the fact that, that Alad went to this is this is a king. But remembering that, that when a piece gets converted, it turns into a queen. So... <laughs> um, looking... Does the desk have any drawers? No drawers, no. It has a large panelled sort of bureau bit directly at the back. So would that open? I'm afraid not. It appears to be sealed solidly shut. Um, This chess set, Mm -hmm. where are the other pieces? Are they stored within it? They are not around. Okay. What would happen if we took the queen and took the pawn out? Okay, how how would you do that? We'd move the... Hang on diagonally. We'd move the queen diagonally and take the pawn out. I'm afraid the queen is fixed in place. <laughs> okay. 
Um, mm. uh, are the uh, are the two pieces of the same colour? You know, I hadn't actually thought about that. <laughs> what, a, what a world! What a world to be in. Let's say yes, they're both white in that sort of like you know nice lightly coloured wood, sort of, of of only the classiest of chess sets. So that would infer that even if we wanted to do what Alan suggested, either way wouldn't work because you can't take each other's pieces. I wouldn't infer that based on what we've just discovered yes, okay. was a very arbitrary choice of colour. Um, well, Alan, would you like to try the opposite? Use the pawn to take out the queen? Yeah. Uh, Mike, can we try that? You certainly can. So while the queen piece is fixed in place, the crowned pawn piece is not. You pick up the crowned pawn piece and move it over the top of the queen piece. The queen piece clicks and then retracts into the chess piece. The back of the bureau rolls up. In front of you is a very happy-looking corgi with a big <laughs> waggy tail. He gives you a short bark. Woof. On his back is a small box. Oh, no. No, you didn't. Can we look inside the box? You can certainly try. So the, the box is sort of uh, actually affixed to the corgi's back with a sort of a webbing backpack scenario. When you try and look at the box, you notice that it's got a timer on the top, which starts counting down from five minutes. Well, that's surreal. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is like this is the Scrabble pieces all over again. <laughs> so, can we open the box, or, or is there anything else remarkable about the box? Okay, so there's a uh, sorry, there's a small panel on the box, um, which you you could open, and the timer. Oh, and sorry, there's a, a message on the top saying "Happy birthday, Mum." Oh dear. Um... The you said there was like a catch or a uh, yeah sorry there's a small there's a small panel so you, you you can pop that open can we pop the panel you sure can inside are a collection of wires all sort of arranged tickledy pickledy at the front of which are five wires they are in the following colours brown white blue green and red uh, the timer now reads four minutes what do you reckon Ben should we disconnect the brown wire why the brown one because it's the one that makes you poop yourself and if I disconnect it I won't <laughs> what logic is that <laughs> it's brown the colour your trousers go if you get it wrong right okay um, so my feeling is that uh, would I be correct Mike that we can't simply sort of pull these wires off their connectors but we may have to use the golden nail clippers <sighs> you've sussed it you're absolutely right so clipping the wires will be Irreversible. So we've got to figure out why, which, uh, which wire to to. Um, hmm. Oh, we have a flag. What? Um, what? What? Uh, is there anything remarkable about the flag? What? What flag is it? Uh, it's the Union flag. Not a white flag. Uh, I, I was going to say the Union Jack, but I think it's called the Union flag when it's online on, on land. Sorry. Uh, oh. Um, yes, it's Union Jack when it's out at sea, isn't it? Hmm. The corgi looks at you with imploring eyes as the timer ticks down. <laughs> so. The flag would have the colours white, red and blue on it, which might suggest that we don't want to cut any of those wires, perhaps? Um, Theoretically, yes, which just leaves green, which is normally earth, and and brown. Do you want to try the brown one, Alid? Can we use the golden nail nail clippers to disconnect the brown wire, Mike? You put the nail clippers up to the brown wire. The corgi gives you a, a sad, mournful look and then closes it, squeezes its eyes shut. And you clip the wire. There is a bang and a flash of light. Lots of little bits of tinsel and party fluff pop out of the box, along with a large inflated balloon reading, Happy Birthday Mumsy. The corgi looks at you disparagingly, reaches behind it 
and returns with a key in its mouth. It gives you the Korg key. Oh dear. <laughs> I knew it! I knew it was going to be called that! You have solved oh. the puzzle. Or yeah. have you? So you could have actually diffused that. It was we, Ben. You're right. It was blue, white, and red. To disconnect or to keep? Uh, to disconnect. Oh, I should have. I should I have telegraphed that better. But you were so you were so close. If you disconnected it, you would have uh, got a different key. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, it would have been the monarchy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, with the Korg key in hand and a baleful-looking dog's gaze following you out of the room, you trot out of the study, skip back down the stairs, and find yourselves back in the lobby of Hittlebumbery House, which leaves, I believe, Ben, your room. It does indeed. So, would you like to head towards the drawing room? Yes, very much so. Okay, so, towards the drawing room for my puzzle. You make your way towards the, uh, what you and I would call a living room, but what uh, ye oldie people call the drawing room. You open the door and it shuts behind you again, very much like uh, the study, not with a menacing click, but with a door clicking kind of click. (laughs) You're in a very plush-looking room, wooden floored. In the centre of the room, nicely, uh, nice so sort of ornate rug with two sofas uh, on it, arranged sort of in a an L shape, and a uh, like a coffee table, very ornate-looking coffee table. Towards one end of the room, you can see a, a window. Uh, on another wall, you can see a large tapestry. Opposite the tapestry, on the uh, on the other wall, is a fireplace. And uh, on the remaining wall, there is some mounted swords um, for show on 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 the wall. Also of note is a globe in one of the corners and some plants in a few of the other corners just to sort of fill the room out slightly. Hmm. Mm. That is okay, so just to recap, that was two chairs, a tapestry, windows, fireplace, globe, swords, and plants in the corner. And yes. a coffee table? And a coffee table. And a coffee table. And a little chum, what do you reckon? Can we have a look at the coffee table, please, Ben? Of course. You walk over to the coffee table, it's um a lovely French lacquered table. You can't quite determine the wood, but it's very ornate. It's got some lovely ornate uh, inset uh, pattern to it. Yeah, it's just a really nice coffee table. Can we run our fingers over the inset pattern to see if there's any sort of secret switch or anything like that? You run your fingers over the inset pattern and leave smeary marks all over the uh, all over the French polish. No, Alad! What are you doing, <laughs> you commoner? Get out I'm with sorry, your grubby fingers. I had before I came. <laughs> Camilla's going to be in there like, hmm, a Welshman's been in the house. Let's <laughs> assume that's how she sounds. Also, Ben, I just want to throw this out there. that This is the second puzzle now where you definitely know that you're married to a person who does carpentry. <laughs> <laughs> I quote, the box got some lovely dovetail joints. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, can we take a look at the swords? Because I'm a small child. Of course you can. So you... Um... Wander over and look at the swords. There's two of them mounted in a in a crossed fashion. On the wall, they're both in uh, in their sheaths. They've got rather ornate ornate looking uh, pummels. Um, no sort of jewels or anything. Just sort of um, some ornate silver work on them. They are definitely uh, higher up the wall, so children couldn't get to them. But if you wanted to get them, you could probably reach them. Alan, would you like a sword? Can we uncross the swords, please, Ben? Possibly. So, you you can't uncross the swords while they're on the on the wall, but you could because the uh, the mount is such that that they they will only be mounted crossed. But you can take them off the wall if you like. Yeah, can we do that? Oh, sword each, so sword each, sword each. You take uh, the sword off the uh, or each. You take both swords off the off the wall, uh, and now you have a sword each. Sword fight. I I um I, this is this would be like a happy <laughs> end point for the puzzle for me. <laughs> 
Um, you try to unsheath the swords to have your sword fight and find that actually these are fake swords. Uh, they're just oh, sheathed God, with ornate pummels on. That's outrageous. The monarchy's a sham. <laughs> I was really hoping that we'd actually have a sword fight and then we could like ask Ben who he thinks would win a sword fight between me and Allard. And then hold him to ransom with the swords for the key. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> We can still do that, even if they're sheathed. Maybe, it's fine. Maybe there's a gun in the room that we could use. Um, <laughs> I reckon if I was going to hide a gun in the room, I would stick it in the globe. Can we take a look at the globe? So you have a look at, a glo- at the globe. It, it's, again, one of those very nice uh, old um, globes that would... It, it spins, um, but you notice there's a seam around the centre of it, as if it might open. Oh, well, let's, let's pop that bad boy open. So you try to open it, but it seems to be locked. Ah. Oh. Hmm. What's it? It must be stood on something or sat on something because a globe doesn't just is not normally so, freestanding. No, it's on a very large wooden frame that sort of cradles the globe, allowing you to um, swing it uh, like a wrecking ball. I've not thought this through. Um, I was going to say left and right, but then that might mean that you can't. Yeah, it, use your imagination. It can swing left and right. Oh, do you mean like rotate? Yeah, it can rotate. Ah, yeah, not go. swing. Yeah, it can rotate. <laughs> Um, God, that'd be a real alternative to the Flat Earth Society, wouldn't it? The Pendulum Earth Society. <laughs> um, can we... Ah, okay, can we inspect the surface of the globe, just in case there's anything... Uh, with the, the old sort of spinamajig, in case there's anything uh, remarkable on the surface of the planet. <laughs> so, you look at the surface of the, um, of the globe, and unlike uh, other globes that you may have seen, this is not made of plastic, and it's not been sort of wallpapered on. This has... All of the little details on the globe have been uh, made out of precious stones. Um, so it's very, very expensive looking. But other than that, nothing particularly remarkable on it. Other than America says New England all across it. Uh, obviously, <laughs> from, from a time when we still owned it. I wasn't sure if it was going to say property of taxpayers or something like that written across the bottom. Hey, that's that's the subtitle. <laughs> um, can we take a look at the tapestry, please? So you... Um, you take a look at the tapestry. It spans the entire wall, and it seems to be of a of a great battle. It, it's clearly sort of sometime around the Roman era, by the looks of things. There's nothing particularly remarkable of it, other than that it is sort of an epic battle scene. It's not the tapestry of Bayeux, now, is it? Uh, there's no sign to say that it is. Could be. <laughs> is there a key illustrated on this tapestry? No, no, there is not. Hmm. So. We've still got some chairs to inspect and a window. And the fireplace. And the fireplace. Hmm. Fireplace? Yeah, fireplace sounds good. Yeah, so you have a look at the fireplace. Again, as per everything else in the room, a lovely ornate fireplace. Um, and on the mantelpiece for this fireplace is... Well, it looks a bit like it might be a, a kind of a very ornate cuckoo clock, um, except there's no uh, clock within it. Um, you can see uh, on the top of this thing, it's a large sort of rectangular a wooden object with lots of gilted detailing. Um, towards the top of it are two openings, two little um, doors and a little track between them. As if um, you've perhaps seen the, the very sort of posh looking cuckoo clocks where little um, Swedish or Swiss people come out and do a little dance and go back in the next one. Um, below that is a, a small hole that looks like it would fit a coin and above it uh, is uh, inscribed 1D. And then towards the very bottom of this uh, of this curious object is a brass dish that's empty. Hmm. 
if we turned it around, is there a winding mechanism? So you try to turn the this peculiar object around, and you're not entirely sure if it's just too heavy or if it's affixed to the wall or mantelpiece in some way, but it is immovable. The coin slot. We yeah. have two sofas. Coins appear down sides of sofas. Can we have a look down the sides of the sofas, please? So you wander over to the sofas and have a little rummage. Um... You uh, you feel something, and you, you pull it out, and it's a book on alien discovery. Quite clearly not what you're looking for. So you have another little rubbish, and uh, there you have it. You have a little uh, a little one penny, an old-fashioned one penny as well, with King George uh, on, on one side of it. Oh, 1D. Cool, yeah. Can I stick that in the cuckoo clock, please? So you stick this uh, 1D into the coin slot of the uh, weird cuckoo clock thingy, um, and some, uh, some lovely sort of twinkly music begins to play um, and you hear some some winding and uh, one of the doors on the top opens springs open and a little ornate person comes out of it it's the right hand door and he's making his way towards the left hand door and he's holding up a bit of paper and you can see uh, that about to come through the door that he came out of is um, a little ornate wooden lady uh, holding the other end of the piece of paper now the piece of paper has got some uh, etchings on it. It's got the number two. It's got a dagger. And it's got a picture of what looks like the queen. Um, <laughs> it also has a picture of what is definitely a Mexican. Two dagger queen Mexican. Mexican. I love that we've both come to Prince Charles wanting to kill the queen. <laughs> but from different <laughs> angles. Hmm. As uh, the wooden lady goes through the, uh, the, the left-hand door... Uh, it springs shut, the music stops, and you hear a whirring and a clunking, and a key pops out into the little brass dish. Oh, oh, that's brilliant. Which key? Oh, hang on, it's not the key, is it? <laughs> it's not the key. Otherwise, it would have had a pun name. Oh, God, that's like such a weird metric. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't got a pun, it's not real. Just Yeah, it's not a real key, because it's not got a silly name. Um... <laughs> Oh, yeah, we've got this key. Uh, can we stick it in the globe, please, Ben? <laughs> you can. <laughs> this false so key. You, um, you, you uh, swing the, uh, the, the globe around um, until you see a, uh, a little keyhole. You, uh, you pop the keyhole in, and uh, the top lifts up, and it turns out that this is a drinks cabinet, so there are a number of drinks inside. Um, all the bottles, however... Uh, are darkened bottles. They're all um, sort of blacked. I don't know why anyone would do that. Um, and you know the little sort of drinks collars that uh, that you can put around decanters to tell you what's inside? Each one of them has got one of those on. So there's, there's collars around the bottles to let us know what's in them? Exactly. Cool, what's in them? Well, with the first one, the first bottle. Can we grab the first bottle? How, how many bottles do we have? It? Well, it's, it's a it's a <laughs> circle. So you know, where's the start of a circle? So you've got uh, you've got one that says brandy. You've got one that says uh, rum. You've got one that says tequila. You've got one that says port. You've got one that says whiskey. Can we drink the tequila, please? You pick up the tequila <laughs> and find that there's a little tinkle at the bottom of it. Um, oh, somebody's pissed in the bottle, fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, would you like to continue drinking it? Yes, I'll drink all the tequila. So, Alid, uh, very kindly, drinks all of the tequila. And uh, now, as he puts the uh, the bottle down, you uh, you can hear that there's definitely something inside of it. it. Let's smash the bottle. 
So you smash the uh, the bottle open, uh, damaging the uh, the ornate stonework of the of the globe, um, <laughs> rendering this antique pretty much worthless now. I imagine, uh, as as bits of the tequila splatter over and ruin the uh, the the finishing on both the stonework and the uh, the woodwork around, um, and uh, out pops a little golden key. It's got two ends. It has a stylized Al A in the middle of it. Uh, you have found the two key la. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's and a good one. solved my puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Two key la. Bloody hell. Nice. How long have you been sitting on that one, Ben? <laughs> So did you have you worked out the um, the the little um, message that the the two people were were going around with yet? Oh, hang on. Two dagger queen Mexican. I mean, kill oh. the queen with tequila. <laughs> oh, to kill her, to kill her, to kill her. It was probably quite a bad pointer. <laughs> I just thought that the narrative we were painting of Prince Charles's <laughs> life was getting smashed and plotting to murder the queen. I just love the fact that you used tequila as well. <laughs> so much overlap exactly. today. I know. <laughs> great minds <laughs> like who would think tequila in a re- in a royal residence well, Prince Charles. everybody apparently especially that in a wine cellar <laughs> <laughs> you never told us what was in that yellow bottle tequila they were all tequila oh okay hence uh... one tequila two tequila three tequila door uh... <laughs> no okay <laughs> Having solved the puzzle, you walk out of the door along a meandering set of corridors, because this is a huge house, and find yourself in the atrium slash foyer. So, armed with our three keys, and the key we already had, which was the other key, um, we insert... in. W- w- wait, what? We... <laughs> We take, we take, we, t- we key those takes. We take those keys. I've had a lot of whiskey. We take those keys and we stick them into the two keyler lock, the drunk key lock, and the Korg key lock. We twist them around and then we give them a bit of a jiggle and then twist them the other way again because we're a bit pissed and scrape up the outside of the lock. Uh, and it clicks open. We bolt out the door and we've escaped. And we've done it within the hour. So we're not going to be imprisoned by Her Majesty's royal secret invisibles. The crazy mutants who guard the royal family and murder their enemies. Hurrah! Whee! So, uh, thanks very much for listening. Uh, you can subscribe to us via all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. And get in touch with us if you'd like through Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and, like, you know, all the social medias. If you could leave a review for the episode or the podcast on iTunes or whatever you listen to your stuff on, that'd be pretty cool. We'd love you forever. Thanks very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye. Cheese comes in triangles. 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 Cheese comes in triangles.